Pulpa MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hello out there in dirt bike land. How in the hell are you? This is Chris Kiefer. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Hopefully, you guys are out there ripping, staying cool. We're at the end of summer now, so it's going to be nice and fall like. Gosh, I can't wait for that. For those of you who like pumpkins, pumpkin spice lattes, that is available now, I guess, huh? So that's cool. But we are back. We are here today to talk about the 2021 KTM 450 and 250 SXFs. That's right. I rode them last week. The videos are up on racerxonline.com right now. I know the 450 one is available now. The 250 one should be up this week. But I wanted to have a podcast with you guys and just sit down, you know, just like we're bullshitting on the back of a tailgate. And we're going to talk about the 2021 Orange Brigades. Not a lot of changes. Not a lot of changes in 2021. But nonetheless, we're going to go over those changes a little bit. If they're felt on the track. If it's worth getting a 2021. Or maybe you should just get a 2020.5 or a 2020. If they're still available. Not a lot of units out there that are available right now. Good God, man. Motorcycle sales are up, which is great. Sometimes when you call a dealership, they simply don't have any 2020s left. So that's a great sign. Trust me. I live out in the high desert of California, and I see a bunch of people out riding dirt bikes. Albeit it is old dirt bikes, but nonetheless, they're out riding. So great for our sport. Just hopefully they're uh, they're doing the right thing and not doing dumb shit like dumping trash all over the high des. So that is something that I do not like. Before we get to what these KTMs are like on the track... RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there right now. And before you guys do, please go to KieferIncTesting.com, click on that RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do your shopping Rack it up, and what that does is helps us on the back end there, gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing, and lets the big bosses know over there in Utah that you're listening to the show and that you like it. So that is one way to support us over here if you would like, and we do appreciate that. Racetech, Racetech.com, got a fresh unit, got an old unit. Go to Racetech.com, get your suspension and engine services done over there. They do a great job. Rob, my God, he has changed the way I've felt about Racetech Suspension. He does really good work. If you guys want a discount code over at Racetech, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. I will get you in touch with Chris Riesenberg over there. Great guy. He's starting a moto down, and I owe him an FMF dual system. That is coming your way, Chris, if you're listening, so stay tuned for that. But... Go to Racetech.com, do yourself a favor, massage, massage that suspension of yours, even if it's old. Get your bushings changed, get your seals changed, get your oil changed. It helps out a lot. 20, 25 hours is the good rule of thumb. That's what I do. I mean, I'm not saying I live by that. I've gone over that many times, but that's about when your suspension, your oil will start to break down after about 25 hours, so... Look to the guys over at Racetech.com. Fly like an eagle. You guys probably hate it when I sing on this thing. Flyracing.com. Guess what? I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's an LE dropping at Thunder Valley. Gosh, it's good. I can't wait to get it. And I can't tell you what line it is. I feel like that may be too much. But nonetheless, a new LE is coming out soon. Two weeks? Maybe three weeks is Thunder Valley. 
So make sure you go to flyracing.com and check it out. See if that tickles your fancy. And if it doesn't, there's plenty of other gear line choices out there. Fly Formula Helmet, one of the best helmets out there. I keep saying it. No matter what, that thing is solid, quiet, lots of ventilation. Man, it's a great helmet. I love putting that thing on. Every time I wear that thing, I'm just like, it's a nice, nice piece of hardware that I'm strapping up over my head. I call it hardware because it's holding my head together. So there you go. Light Hydrogen. They took out the Hydrogen name. So if you guys are looking for light hydrogen gear on flyracing.com, it's not there. It's just called Light. Some of you guys have been emailing me about that. It's just called Light. Same line of gear. Just change the name up a little bit. One of my faves, as well as Evo, the Evo DST line. Both of them come with the Boa Reel. Light in the front, Evo in the back. Whatever tickles your fancy, man. That's the phrase of the day. Tickle your fancy. Flyracing.com. All right, guys. That's the promos. We're back here with the actual stuff that you want to hear about. 2021 KTM 450-250SXF. I went to Paris Raceway last week on a Friday. Holy shit, there's a lot of pros out there. Like 20, 25 pros. It was like a national. It was an off weekend for those guys. So if you guys haven't been to Paris Raceway... It has a good, dist-up, clay-based type of track. Gets choppy. Not huge bumps, but, man, very good ruts, deep ruts. Got some square edge inside those suckers. And I used to call our ruts out here dishes in California. There's actually a couple ruts, not dishes. Dishes are shallow little cups that we usually get out here in California. But there were some ruts. It was a great Man, it was actually really good for a test because I was nervous about going to Paris thinking, hey, it's not going to get rut enough. Maybe I can't feel it enough. But we used to do a lot of KTM production testing there when I was at KTM a long, long time ago. But it was also really good to feel the chassis and the suspension. So I went back out there and tested this 450 and 250. Now, if you're looking for a complete breakdown of what changed... Look, I'm not going to sit here and bore you with every single detail that KTM did. There's not a lot. Most of the changes are within WP. So WP changed the AER fork. They changed the mid-valve. They changed the valving. They changed the oil bypass. Um, They have a lot of uh, different internal valving stack changes. So a lot of changes to the AER front fork. Um, It isn't. 10 millimeters shorter like the Husqvarna. Those are two different. So if you guys are wondering if the KTM shares the same suspension as the Husqvarna, it does not. It's 10 millimeters higher, okay, in travel than the Husqvarna. So I wanted to talk to you guys about that a little bit today, which we will. But just so you guys know, if you guys are looking to uh, bolt on your shock from previous year's Husqvarna's, it's not going to work on your new Husqvarna, okay? Or swap it over from your 21 Husqvarna to a KTM. It's not going to work. It's different. So just know that. Same goes with the fork. Your whole bike balance will be off if you try to do that. So I get some emails from time to time. People asking me, hey, man, can I switch it over? Um, yeah, you could, but your rear tire is going to go up through your subframe, and it's not going to be the same because you have that 10-millimeter shorter stroke. So KTM proprietary has its own um, suspension settings as well as travel. It's not as low as the Husqvarna, so I just want to let you guys know that. Again, the shock, valving changes, other internal changes as well that WP. WP is really trying to get us picky assholes that love spring forks comfortable with what they got. And WP has, for me, has succeeded 75% of the time. And I say 75% because I'm fairly happy with the shock. The shock does fade a little bit when it gets warm. For some reason, this WP um, rear shock does fade um, more than a KYB or a Showa shock. But nonetheless, it has comfort. It, It doesn't feel rigid. It doesn't feel harsh. I do like the feel of this, of the WP shock for most of the bikes that I have ridden the past one to two years. So kudos on that side to WP. 
The air fork, I'm not completely sold on. I do like it in some instances, like when I'm riding 15-minute motos or things like that. So for 2021, WP went to work to try to get that initial comfort up for riders that want a lot of front-end feel. They want a lot of lean-angle traction. And they're trying to get rid of some of that mid-stroke harshness out of this fork, right? So they're trying to keep this weight down, and they're trying to get the comfort up. I applaud them for continuing to strive to get better on this fork. They haven't abandoned it. And from what I understand, the KTM and Husqvarna line is not going to go to a spring fork anytime soon from what I gather. So if you guys are looking for a um, 2022 uh, 2021.5 factory edition, new, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So don't look for that. 2022 bike, most likely will not happen. So you're looking at maybe 2022.5 until the changes that you guys think is coming next year. It is not. From what I've gathered. Now, this is just all hearsay. This is not coming from straight from KTM. This is from what I've just kind of pieced together. Okay, so... I would say KTM has a great platform. I do like the chassis a lot. Um, they didn't do much work to the 2021 chassis. Okay, so where they focused everything in the 21 bike were linkage seals. SKF went to a low friction seal. WP suspension changes. And KTM worked on the ECU settings. The U.S. R&D department, as well as the Austrian side of things over there at KTM, they work together hand-in-hand. Hand. It is a monumental task to make both sides happy. Trust me. I've been a part of it when I was there at KTM. I've been a part of other things with Yamaha that have been a nightmare. I've been part of Honda tests that have been a nightmare to try to get both sides of the pond happy. It's a tough task. Because the U.S. consumer is so much different than the European consumer, settings-wise and how they ride. Those guys back there, I would say the consumer side of things in Europe, those consumers ride towards the rear of the bike more. Totally changes the aspect of the suspension and the chassis settings. Us you know, front-end steering guys in the U.S., we like that lean angle. We want to feel that front end. We're more, you know, supercross style, at least. I would say the consumer is, especially us older dudes that are out here on the U.S. scene that are lazy and need a front end steering machine. So the ECU setting process is very difficult. I've been a part of so many tests that have been a fucking nightmare between both sides. So I could probably make a podcast and just the ECU setting side and the R&D world. It's, I mean, it's comical. It's great. And it's all freaking day for several, several days to get an ECU setting agreement as well as a good one that you guys out there are going to enjoy. So enough of that banter. But nonetheless, they changed it. Map 1 and Map 2 is different. And um, I would say they succeeded on a well-rounded... Good map that is not giving you decel pop, that is not rich or dirty off the bottom, although map one is a little, little bit um, rich on very low RPM. But those guys went to work and tried to change that. So those are the, I guess, the meat and potatoes of the changes on the KTM 450 and 250. They both share the same changes, albeit the valving different on the 250 versus the 450, but... The parts and pieces, the seals are all shared by KTM and WP. So there's that. So let me start off with the 450 first, guys. So as you guys know, I love riding a 450. I love this bike. I mean, I spent a ton of time on it before I went to Loretta Lynn's. And some of you guys ask me, why did I not ride the KTM at Loretta Lynn's? And why did I ride the Yamaha? So... It came down to what I felt I haven't done yet. So I was in two, I was there 2017. I rode a KTM, and I thought for 2020, I, run, I wanted to ride a Yamaha and do something different. If I decide to go back next year, 
I may ride something completely different, just a different color. So this is what I like to do. I like to get on new bikes. But I enjoy the hell out of a KTM 450. Albeit not completely stock, I do change some things. As you guys know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, a, of an ignition and a pipe on this thing, and then I just ride the shit out of it. Um, our two, 2020.5 factory edition has over 80 hours on it with nothing done to it. One clutch. One clutch. KTMs are reliable machines. They've come a long way. I don't know where the stigma is like, oh, the cams, the cam journal's all fucked up. It's uh, not getting enough oil to top end. Um, I'm breaking um, clutches. I'm having clutch slippage. Or the engagement on the clutches are, are not great. I'm having the just lever problems. I have had zero problems with these bikes. Now, that's not to say that you guys out there do not have that problem. But there is anomalies with every single bike. I've had guys come to me and say, Yamahas are pieces of shits. And I know for a fact they're not. I know for a fact the ones, the bikes that I get from KTM, they don't do nothing to them. They check them over, maybe grease them, do some things like that. And then I get the bikes to use all year long for you guys to learn. Nothing's changed. It's like getting a dealer bike. Michael Lindsay did this dealer shootout. I think last year, nothing really changed. It was basically the same type of deal. Like The results haven't changed. The reliability, I don't know because I don't think he rides them that much. But for me, I pride myself over here on riding these bikes and giving you guys some reliability um, facts and figures. KTM's done a great job with reliability. So it, it's a great machine. So the 2021 chassis is the same as other podcasts that you guys have listened to about the KTM. It's lightweight feeling. It's easy to maneuver. It's easy to move side to side. Um, straight line stability is good. It's not the best. Kawasaki is the best in straight line stability, but it's not the worst. It's much more calmer. It's calmer than a Honda Serie F450R, at least the 2020 version, until I get on that 21 and really hone in on that. But the KTM chassis, I like it. It's stable. It turns nice. Yes, with the steel frame, it does vibrate a little bit more, but I get used to it. It's kind of like hopping on a Yamaha and saying it's fat. Yeah, it's fat for the first couple of days. You get used to it. Yeah, it vibrates when you get on the KTM, but you get used to it. So if you're going back and forth on bikes, that's when you feel it. That's why I'm such an asshole, and that's why I pick these things up because I'm back and forth on these bikes. But if you're purchasing a KTM, you won't notice it after a day or two of riding. So chassis setup for me is not different than a 2020.5 KTM 450. And if you guys really want to hone in on let's talk about the suspension. The changes that they made, albeit soft, I had to go up to 11.1 bar on the fork. It is more comfortable. So how do I know this? So Usually, I wouldn't say I would say 2020, 2019 KTM 450. When I went up in air pressure on the fork, it simply got harsh. Yes, it held up, was less pitching, but it got harsh. Fast forward to the 21. I went up in air pressure, of course, soft for me. I'm 170 pounds, but it didn't get as harsh as a 2019 and 20. So the moves that they're making internally as well as the bypass and everything else that they're changing inside that fork is working so you guys out there can go up in air pressure without getting a rock-hard feeling fork, and the performance may be going up, but the comfort goes down. To me, it's a good blend of comfort and performance. Would I need a, still a little bit more performance? Yes. But when I ride 85-90%, the fork works fine. I didn't do a long moto. This time around, guys, for 21, I didn't do it a long moto to really hone in on the on the changes of the air pressure, but I don't see that changing. Nothing's changed inside for me um, to warrant telling you guys, hey, if you guys are going to ride 30-minute motos, that feeling's going to change, isn't going to change. Yes, it will change because it's just going to build up heat no matter what. So that hasn't changed, but the overall aspect of the fork has more comfort if you guys are, are a little bit more aggressive in the front end or heavier riders, try going up to 11 bar and then play with your clicker. I slowed the rebound down a little bit in the fork and then went up and it was actually really calm. I kept my lean angle traction and there, was, there wasn't that much pitching. That goes for the 250F as well. I went up to almost 
nine bar on the 250F, and it was much better. Obviously, the setting on the 250F is lower than the 450, but nonetheless, you will have to go up in air pressure. And I would start by going up 0.2 bar if you're you're trying to work from a baseline setting, which is stock, and you're maybe say, hey, Kiefer, I'm not as fast as you, but I'm a little bit heavier. Just try going up 0.2 bar. So let's say the stock air pressure reading on a 250F um, SXF is 10.5. Go up to 10.7. I know 10.8 or 9. I don't mark my. I got to look at the sticker on the fork, but I think it's 10.8 or 10.9 is stock on the 450. Go to 11. Try that. See if that works. That should help your pitching problems and diving problems, which it did for me. Shock is a little bit empty, as we talked about before in these podcasts on in-stroke, G-outs, high-speed. I went in a half a turn on the high-speed, and I was worried I was going to get less traction coming out of corners. But what that does for me is still help my ride height, because high-speed acts like a ride height. Um, And then it didn't just have this empty feeling on really deep transition jumps or actually squatting too much when I coming out of a corner. So for me, I would just simply try to stiffen everything up if you're more of an aggressive rider on either side of the 250 or 450. Both of them are a little soft. I did the exact same move on both bikes, and it dramatically got better for me so I could ride more aggressive. So look into that. I can give you guys exact clicker settings when I do my settings podcast or the settings articles that will come out on keferinktesting.com, I will do that soon. But I need to ride the bike more at more tracks, check um, what I like to call track toughness, what's the good and the bad on this sucker, and just really hone in on exact settings for your weight and try to get more riders than just me to to give you those settings. So overall, WP does do a better job year after year to improve this fork I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, it is better than a spring fork, but it is getting better. I am not a complete shithead when it comes to talking about this fork now. If you would have spoke to me two years ago about this, I'd have been like, oh my God, a lot of MFs, a lot of cussing, and just be like, I'm out. Because that was a, that was a move that I would have to really work on, because people would ask me, what bike is right for me? And if KTM would have came with a spring fork two years ago, I would have picked a KTM 450 for the most part 80% of the time for people to go by because it's easy to ride, and now you're going to have front and traction with a spring fork. But now WP has done such an amazing job of improving this fork that now I can really hone in and talk to these people about purchasing this bike with this air fork because it's easy to dial in and it's not a pain in the ass to try to get some comfort on. So kudos to the guys at WP and, of course, hand-in-hand with the test guys. Um, I know Casey Lytle over there works his ass off on the R&D side. If that sounds familiar because you probably know Casey from racing Supercross back in the day, he oversees the R&D team over there at KTM. He does a good job. All those guys over there, especially the guys over at WP, they do an amazing job, and they think outside the box, and that's what KTM to me is when I when I talk about it with you guys, is a leader in improving things year after year and then forcing other brands to get better. That's what I see KTM doing. So kudos to those guys. So let's talk about the engine on the 450SXF. Again, easy to ride. The only thing that's really changed from previous years is mapping, like I said. So map one is... Is still a little bit rich, and I say this lightly, guys. Some of you guys may not even feel this, but on low RPM, it feels a little bit sluggish, a little bit rich. But once you're past that, it's crisp, clean, pulls nice. Map 2, is to me, is the map you want to be in. Nice pull off the bottom, off the bottom end. Good bottom to mid RPM response, and still pulls really good up top. I like map 2, much cleaner. So... For me, um, I'm a map two guy. I don't touch TC, even on these hard pack tracks out here. I know Kenny Day that helped me with the racerxonline.com test. He is a fan of TC, so you guys can play with that. Again, I just think it uh, it doesn't help 
the where I need it, I guess, on the bike, on the engine character. I want some more snaps to bottom in on this KTM. I wouldn't mind if it came with more. It's already super connected and easy to ride and has great roll-on down low, but I need a little bit more RPM response and a little bit more bottom end to make me happy in softer conditions. Uh, now, that being said, you guys out there scared of 450 power, don't be. This 450 is so easy to ride. It's non-threatening. It makes you want to ride harder, so I guess that is kind of threatening, but... If you guys are worried about getting whiskey throttle, or I'm going to get tired in three or four laps, and I don't want all this bike to handle, dude, the 450 KTM is not hard to handle. Just like the Black Crow say, it's not hard to handle. You guys get that? Hopefully you guys are old enough to get that joke, but Black Crow is hard to handle. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, lots of rear wheel connection on the KTM. Doesn't have a huge hit. To me, easy to ride. So I am more of a smoother guy. I like to ride smooth. I ride a gear high. Some people watch me and say, Kiefer doesn't look like you're even trying, which sucks because I feel like I'm trying my balls off. The KTM, I don't say forces you, but allows you to ride more aggressive. When I ride a KTM, I can't ride it like I do my Yamaha. My Yamaha, I ride a gear high, I ride smooth. This KTM wants me to be in second gear. It likes it. It likes me to rev it out. It wants me to be aggressive. It allows me to get on the gas earlier in the corner because there's more connection to the rear wheel. This 21 is no different. In fact, maybe a little bit more connection with MAP2 in 2021 than a 2020 bike. So I love that. Great, fun engine. Every time I ride a KTM 450, I'm like, why isn't there one in my garage all the time? I almost bought one. I almost bought one through the KTM dealership that I go through here, and I just didn't. I uh, came to my senses. I had to pay for Loretta's, so that's where that money went. But it is a fun bike to ride. The Ergos are nice. I'm six foot. The bar, again, it's a neck and bar. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that bar. Put a Pro Taper bar on it. Live your life happy. Hopefully Pro Taper comes out with this bar band that I like a lot. It's a flat. doesn't have a lot of sweep. So if you guys are looking for a bar that kind of mimics this neck-in bar that's better in a pro taper bend, which I recommend, look for a Carmichael bend bar. And then you're going to have to cut that to 805. So I think 810 is the Carmichael or 811. Cut that to 805, and you have that bend that is similar. It's a low and a flat bar, which works on this KTM. Or SX Race, I've tried that. At times, that feels too, too tall. So uh, I stick with the Carmichael band and possibly with 5mm bar mount spacers, if you guys can believe that. So that's what I go to. Other things that I love about this bike are the brakes. I wish every bike came with Brembo's, really good brakes. Honda has a good brake this year, but Brembo's, man, lots of control. I said this in the video. It's amazing to me how fast you can go with a good set of brakes. You you guys are you guys are out there saying fast and brakes, huh? Well, you guys can charge into corners so much freaking harder when you can just slam on the front brake and it doesn't lock up. It just has so much control. This is what the Brembo does. And I think every media outlet compliments how good these brakes are. They're amazing. They're great. You can stop on a dime. You can come in harder. You can drag the front brake and rut a little bit. And it, your front tire sticks into that rut. It's awesome. So Brembo's awesome. Hydraulic, I, I'm nearer. And I'm like, eh, I'm here, no there. I'm just like, it's fine. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not like, yeah, hydraulic, woo. I'm fine with the cable clutch. It's fine. What I do like about the KTM, though, is the clutch plates will last 30 hours for me. That's impressive. I can't get 30 hours on any other clutch out there. It's great. It won't slip. It won't drag. Just run some good oil, and you're good. So um, kudos to the KTM guys for making stronger parts, especially for guys that are hammerheads. Overall, ergos for me, like I said, that flat bar is nice. The seat, again, thank you for not having a spike seat, unlike the factory edition where I get a rash on my ass. So 
KTM is a, a relatively smooth seat on there with little like um, different material pieces to kind of keep you grip, but it's not the grippiest seat out there. You guys are looking for something more. Go to Guts Racing. They have really good seat covers, and uh, Andy over there will take care of you. So, again, 450 SXF, very fun bike to ride, lightweight feel, easy to ride. If you guys are on the fence about getting a 450, don't be with this bike. I would recommend this bike. Now, if you can find a 2020 mm, for a good deal, I would go that route. I don't think a 2021 is going to be like, oh, yeah, man, that's $1,500 um, worth it for me to spend. I mean, I got a two grand in my pocket that I can uh, I can spend. Sure, get a 21. But if you guys are looking to save a little bit of money and you can find a 2020, do yourself a favor and do that. That 2020 is a great bike. The changes that 21 have is doesn't really warrant me to spend $1,500 to two k If it's a grand or less, 21 all day long. No problem. But two k $1,500, nah. I'm going 2020 and living my life. You guys can go save yourself that money and go buy a Vortex from Jamie or Chad and just be blown away. So there's that too. We are 30 minutes in and it's commercial time. Listen to these commercials, support these advertisers, purchase their products. They're great. Discount codes are inside of these things. And if not, you know the email, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you a discount code. Thank you for listening. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas, is a proud supporter of Kiefer Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Kiefer Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So. Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils 
in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in key ring testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, Ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. We're back with the show. We're going to talk about the KTM 250SXF now. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. 250. All right. We talked about the suspension again. You got to go up in air fork pressure, 
I ran my sag at both of these bikes at 105 millimeters. That is a good setting for me. If you guys feel like you need some more front and traction, it's okay. You can go to 103. Try 103. But just be sure if you guys are going to go to 103, you might have to go back out on the high speed on the shock because you could have an ass end high feeling. So for those of you that do go to 103 on any one of these bikes, try going maybe a quarter turn in on high speed versus a half a turn in. Okay? So that'll kind of balance that out. As well, just like the 450 on the 250, I slowed the fork down and then... I sped the shock up. Once I cranked the shock in on the high speed, I opened up the rebound one just to get more traction, have it follow the ground a little bit better, and that was a good balance for me. Same thing on the 250, man. Like More comfortable, a little bit better performance for me, and I could ride it harder. What I really want to talk about on this 250 is I usually don't have fun on 250s. Like I have fun. But then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't really want to ride them after that. Like, I had a good day on a 250. It was, it was fun. But then for me, how I know if I really have fun is if I want one three days later. Like, if I think about that bike three days from the time I tested it, I know that's a great bike. And sometimes I wait to do these pods, just like I did here. I waited a few days to sit on it, to really think about it. I didn't want to just act emotionally like a woman or our wives, right? And just bark shit out. It is now Monday. I wrote it on Friday. And I can sit here and tell you the 250 SXF is holy shit balls fun. Could have been the track. I don't know. I'm going to go ride other tracks with this. But the track that I rode had fast sections but lots of corners, deep ruts. So much fun to ride. This 250 SXF pulls so far. You think you need a shift? Nah, you don't need to. Let it rev out in second gear. You guys watch the racerxonline.com video. You will talk, you'll, you'll hear me talk about this shit. I left it in second, let it rev out, and it still pulled. I was waiting for it to fall off. It never did. If I wanted to shift to third, it obliged me and pulled that gear as well. It blew my mind how fun, how free this engine was. I need one of these in my life that are built. I need to have one of these guys down here build me an engine get an ignition on it, and just have a freaking blast because now the question is, well, Kiefer, you just told me a 450 would be ultimate for me. <sighs> that was so 10 minutes ago. But, man, if you guys are worried about the weight, and there is a weight difference between a 250 and a 450, albeit not that much, if you guys are worried about the weight, and if you guys are truly out of shape, and you're not over 225 pounds or so, this KTM 250 SXF would be a blast for you. I like this bike so much, I'm thinking about getting my kid one because it has a character similar to a Honda in the engine area where it doesn't have a shit ton of hit down low, but it's very broad and pulls farther up in the RPM so it's easier for these kids to ride and it doesn't give them um, arm pump or whiskey throttle out of the corners. It's smooth off the bottom. And then just pulls like hell on top. Pulls way harder and longer than a Honda does. Where the Honda has some good pull in the mid and then revs out really far. Where this KTM doesn't have a hollow feeling torque area. Once I am out of the corner, it has this meat but of a, of a free feeling. I guess the way I can describe it, if you went to your butcher and say, hey man, get me that fat-ass piece of steak right there, and then he threw it to you, and it was super lightweight feeling, but yet it was just dense and meaty. That's what this KTM 250 SXF is like. It is meaty, but man, is it free and lightweight feeling in the engine. It's hard to describe. It's hard to blend both of those things together when you have torque and you have a free feel. I spoke about this a little bit with the ECU on the Yamaha, where now I have some torque and it still has that free feeling. But the KTM, man, what they've done inside of that motor gives you that torque, gives you that meat, but also gives you that lightweight spin-up so you don't have that heavy drag off throttle. So super fun engine to ride. I'm still thinking about it to this day. I love it. I like it. Man, it is 
fun for my 170-pound, 43-year-old ass to ride around. What I appreciate about this chassis as well is it's planted. I talk a lot about on-throttle lean, and sometimes you get some skatiness or some unsettled feeling on some 450s and even some 250. I think the YZ250, although I love that engine as well, especially the torque out of that thing, the low end, this KTM is so much more planted on throttle, lean. I was going through these sweepers. As soon as I landed off a jump, I never lit off because I felt like I was glued to the ground versus like a Yamaha YZ250F. Now, the chassis hasn't changed. The suspension changed a little bit, so maybe the suspension settings that WP has created gives me this more connected contact patch feel on the track because I do not remember having this last year so for 2021 i feel like the ktm 250 sxf is just leaps and bounds better in this area on throttle leaning getting traction the wp suspension must have something to do with it right so this is what also attributed to this exciting (laughs) voice that you're hearing right now through your speakers because If you could feel planted around the track and have like a wide contact patch feel from your tires, you're going to go fast and you're going to start your lean early and you're going to lean over in that rut better. You're going to come out better. You're going to feel more connected. Your smile will be much larger than it is when you have a bike that's a little loose feeling, a little skating. You're going to roll the throttle off. So, man, the KTM 250 SXF was a blast. I even think Kenny Day... He's 150 pounds. He's the other test guy that I used. He was even shocked and impressed of how free-feeling and how long this engine pulled. So, again, I would say more of the manufacturers are trying to go this way with their engines. I know Yamaha has the most torque, but I've heard the 2021 bike is more geared towards mid to top. So, I feel like most of these guys, Kawasaki and Yamaha, that are changing their engines, they're looking for more mid-range meat that pulls longer because they would assume in the R&D world when they do these production bikes that the kids or the people that are buying 250Fs want a longer revving engine. And if you want the meat and the torque, then I guess you're going to go to a 450, right? That's what I presume these marketing teams, these strategy teams are doing when they're in these war rooms saying, how should we build this engine or what target consumer are we doing on these 250Fs? So look for more other brands shaping their engines similar to this KTM. I know KTM 250 is a baseline machine for a lot of these R&D teams out there to try to make their bike as good, if not better than. So again, insane, fun engine, I can't wait to spend more time on this 250SXF. I would love to race more VET 250F classes, but we don't have those for some reason. I know I probably get killed off the start, but man, if it's a longer moto, I think I'd rather have a 250F because I can pin it on a 250F better, especially this thing. This thing was awesome. Ergos, same thing as the KTM 450. Don't like the bar. Not a fan of it. Do yourself a favor. Grab a Pro Taper Evo. Or even a fusion bar, if you like crossbars, that is the bar to go to. Less vibration, more dampening, better bar, Pro Taper. If you guys don't listen to the commercials, ProTaper.com, check them out. Go do yourself a favor and check the dimensions out before you email me. And if you have questions about bar dimensions, go to my website. I have a whole article on what's the right bar for that bike. So that's a pretty cool article. So that basically sums up the 21 machines. KTM always does a great job. I'm looking forward to riding these bikes more. I just put an email in to see when we're getting our long-term machines. So we will have baseline settings. We will have specs. We will have to-do mods. I'm going to try to do some different mods on these bikes than we did last year so we're not using the same companies, same people. If you guys have any questions about these bikes, you know the email. Chris at KeyFrankTesting.com. Do not DM me in the Instagram. I have long-ass stories in my Instagram that I look at and I just delete because I give you the opportunity to email me. It's easy. It looks better. I can read it. I'm not on my phone trying to look at my DMs. 
So unless you're a hot chick that wants to know what she should do about her bike. Sorry, guys. I'm going to talk to hot chicks. Heather doesn't care, right? Wrong. Anyway, don't DM me. Just simply email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'm happy to help you guys. That's what we do here. Again, first impressions of the 2020 and KTM 450 and 250 have been brought to you by RockyMountainATVMC.com, Racetech, and Fly. Support those brands because they support us. And, of course, they, have, they just have great products. So go over there, check them out, order them over at RMATVMC.com, and thank me later. I am have uh, I will have some Honda content up this week. That's right, for you guys wanting to know about the 2021 CRF 450R. That'll be on Wednesday this week, so I'm sure we'll have something up by Thursday morning. Can't wait to talk about all that. That's going to be a long one, and I'm sure you guys have a bunch of questions about that. So we'll go over that. You can go to racerxonline.com, and you guys can see the video over there. And you go to go to pulpmx.com. We'll have an article most likely up there as well, so not e-bike related. And what else are we doing this week? Thursday, we're going out with Steve Mathis and Yamaha crew. Steve is getting his brand-new YZ450F, so we will document that. The bike hasn't changed in 2021, but we're going to fake it and act like it has and see if Steve knows the difference. We're going to call his bullshit. <laughs> hey, man, suspension said he's different. You want to check it out? Yeah. Oh, man, it's way better. Well, Steve, it's the same. Trust me, I've been tricked many times like that. you got to just tell it how it is, all right? So we're going to try to do a little prank on Steve. And, of course, Kawasaki NYZ250F, Kawasaki KX250. I was going to say F, but they dropped the F. Those two bikes are coming up at the end of this month. That's going to be heavy. And I'm debating on the shootout. If you guys would love a shootout from us, email me. Tell me your thoughts. Otherwise, I don't think I'm going to have shootouts this year unless we go back east because there's no sense to have them here on the west coast because been there, done that, right? So I'd rather give you guys settings, areas of improvement, modifications. So that's the plan of right now unless I get a ton of emails saying, Please do shootouts. I want a comparison for the 18th time on the West Coast. I want to, you know, just rip off the same results to you. Same conditions, same tracks. You know, we'd only got so much. So even if I go to Northern California, the dirt is not that different. So unless we go to the East Coast, guys, hmm, might not have shootouts. But if we don't, don't worry. We'll have the bikes here. We're going to give you guys settings, and we'll guide you the correct way. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll be back a couple days. See you soon.